Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. Are you in the right place? Are you in the right place? If you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What is going on, podcast people? That was good. That was smooth. Smooth sailing. I hope you guys are doing wonderful this week. I apologize for not putting an episode out last week, but I was the guest on the Faithful Coach podcast with old Bobby Pinto. That's right. And you should check it out. It was a good one. We laughed a lot. It was it was definitely a good time. But yeah, uh, so I was a, a guest on the Faithful Coach podcast. It was great. Um, and also last week, I got sick. Can you believe that? Right? Like, I don't know if it was just... Uh, somebody said, you know, with the, the seasons changing and the ragweed was, you know, I'm allergic to everything under the sun. So I was a little under the weather last week. And let's just go ahead and put this out there. Being sick as an adult is the worst, right? I mean, when you were a kid, being sick meant like you got to miss school and you got to stay home all day. Being sick as an adult means you miss work and you have to stay home all day. So yeah, a little bit of a different perspective. I I don't like missing work. I love what I do. So missing work for me is no fun at all. Um, and like I said, when you love your job, I get excited about what I do. So it was being home because I want to be home. That's one thing, but being home because I'm sick and I can't go out and don't feel like doing anything. Oh my goodness. What a drag. What a drag. But, uh, the other thing is being an adult, you know, that when you stay home sick from work, all that work is still going to need to be done when you get back, boo. So yeah, it just kind of piles up on you. So yeah, I don't know. Just just a little bit. Um, I, I don't enjoy being sick. I don't know that anybody does. But uh, I, yeah, I just think anytime I've got to be home and not around people, it's just not a good time. So I personally, I blame movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off for how I think a sick day should go. If you guys remember that movie, it is, it, it's a classic, right? Uh, a lot of good actors in there, but just a classic. I mean, a sick day... It feels like it should be a little bit of a vacation. And when you don't show up to all the places that you normally do, well, that's when you should get a ton of flowers and get welt cards from everybody. Um, yeah, so I blame movies like that. Y'all y'all remember when Ferris walks into the house, he's been gone all day. The, the movie just kind of takes us through a sick day for him, but it was the best, the most amazing sick day any high school kid could ever dream of. So he's been gone all day, and he's actually trying to beat his parents upstairs and get in the bed before they come up and check on him. And as he's running through the downstairs part of the house, you see the whole 
like foyer area right there. It is full of flowers and goodie baskets for his well wishes. And that's just one day, one day of missing school. So yeah, I want that. So uh, I did not have that. I just had the standard, regular old run-of-the-mill, little sinus junk cold. But I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm ready to get back at it. So enough about Ferris. So we at FCA are getting ready to have what we call Fields of Faith. It is a nationwide FCA event every October, and you can check out all the details. So even if you don't live in South Carolina, you don't know anything that's that's going on in Greenville, don't worry about it. Your area probably has a Fields of Faith, but go to fieldsoffaith.com and check that out, and you will it will give you all kinds of really good details of what it is, how we do it, how it came about. It's just a, a really cool thing. So the idea behind the event is for students to have a night where they typically meet at their high school football field, and really they get together and read scripture. They share testimonies, and usually somebody comes in, and the gospel is shared in a, in a clear, concise way with an invitation. Now, all of this is based on 2 Chronicles chapter 34, where King Josiah, who, by the way, became king at the age of eight, yowza, uh, he gathered his people together and, and basically just challenged them to read God's word. And it was really how King Josiah changed the culture at the time. So us here in Greenville, South Carolina, we are having our first ever county-wide fields of faith. Come on with it. We have rented the Greenville Drive Stadium downtown, and we are going to have praise and worship music. Uh, There's going to be kids that are reading scripture. Kids are going to share testimonies, and we will share the gospel and give an invitation that night. So if you are in Greenville on October 19th, Come on down to the Greenville Drive Stadium. It's going to be awesome. All are welcome, and it is a free event. It is for kids. It's for parents. It's for little brothers and sisters. It's for churches. It's for grandmamas and granddaddies and mimis and pawpaws and everybody, everybody, everybody. Come on down. It'll be a good time. So, yeah, October 19th, we'll actually get started that night at 630. So I'm, I'm super pumped. This is the first time we've ever done anything like this. So, I'm a little nervous because I have no idea what to expect, but I'm so pumped. It's just kind of drowning out whatever nervousness I have about the event. So, yeah, if you guys are around the area and want to come and and just check it out, we would love to have you come and and just be a part of that night. So, um, now that was just a shameless plug (laughs) for our event. It is not even what I want to talk about today, but it is related so, in 2 Chronicles chapter 34, again, we just talked about King Josiah, but King Josiah is, is basically, in chapter 34, he's getting rid of all of the, the false idols, the false gods that people have been worshiping, and he is rebuilding Solomon's temple. Well, in this process, they find the, the lost book of the law 
first of all, can you even imagine losing the book of the law? Like this was, this was sacred stuff. This would have been their version of God's written word dating all the way back to Moses. Now, with Josiah still being pretty young at this time, he was probably a teenager around this time, he's trying to get Israel back to worshiping God as the one true God and worshiping God alone. And for for them to find the book of the law, this is a huge deal, big, big, big deal. And it really, it would be like them finding, finding an owner's manual for something that was broken because Israel was definitely broken. This would basically tell them like, hey, this is how to fix it. Like you guys got problems and you're worshiping all these false gods. Like, hey, this is how you fix it. So um, now, now this is where the story gets good or where I think the story gets good. So Josiah, King Josiah wanted to make sure he was doing the right thing since they had discovered this, you know, really big discovery. So he did what all of us should do. He went to a person that was undoubtedly connected to the voice of God. Now, this person happened to be a prophetess named Huldah. Now, Josiah was trying his best to honor God and make him the one true God for all of his people, but he wanted to make sure that he wasn't missing anything. And in in verse 22, 23, it really talks about, it, it says that there was a group of men that went to her, meaning Huldah, they went to her and sought her advice on the matter. Like, hey, this is a big find for us. We found the book of the law. Like, man, this is big deal. We don't want to miss anything. Uh, we're thinking we should read this. We're thinking, you know, like, hey, this this is our owner's manual. Everybody should know it. Are we on the right track, right? So they they sought her advice, not because she was the smartest person they knew, but because they knew she was connected to God. Mm, yeah. So here's my question for you all this week. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe it's two questions. All right. First, do you seek the advice of the smartest person you know, or the person that is most closely aligned with God? Now, praise God if that is the same person wrapped up in one, but many cases it's not. So I think we really have to kind of figure that out. Are we going to go to the smartest person we know or the person that is most closely aligned with God? Now, usually people that are are in sync and, and are following Jesus, pursuing Jesus, yes, they have a, a certain knowledge that the world doesn't have. So some of the stuff that sometimes they say, you're going to look at them and be like, that doesn't make sense at all. But uh, in God's economy doesn't make sense. It shouldn't make sense. You know, the, the last is the first and the least of these, um, just on it, it kind of flips everything upside down. So anyway, I'm not saying that it's, uh, it's either a person that's aligned with God or it's a smart person. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I am saying that sometimes you will know a person that is very, very smart with a lot of things and they may not be completely aligned with God. Um, so that is something that I I think we see a lot. So anyway, all right, the second question, let's get to, to the second question. Do you have people seeking your advice because of the relationship you have with the father? Yeah, right now, because we have Jesus and the Holy spirit, we don't need to seek out a person to know what God thinks. We have access to the father for ourselves, but 
what? Big Buddha Judy. The Bible, especially in the book of Proverbs, we see that surrounding yourself with wise counsel is so, so important. So yes, while we do have access to the Father through Jesus, we should also be seeking wise counsel in other Jesus followers. Now, I also love this story because it shows a group of men trying to serve God well. And in order to do that, they seek a godly woman's advice. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Come on now. Who says that women can't lead men? I don't know. Not Jesus. Not Jesus. Jesus never said that. Never said that. So at the end of the day, we all need to be seeking wise counsel and giving wise counsel. And as we all know, all wisdom comes from the Lord. Mm, good stuff, right? My goodness. I, I hope this story of Holda and Holda, and sorry about your name. It just doesn't sound like a great name, but sounds like she was a pretty great woman. But uh, I hope this story of Holda was a good little tidbit of new info for you. I know I have read this story about King Josiah a couple of times, but for some reason, this time when I was reading through the story and and I really wasn't, I was focused on King Josiah because I, I think that he was really trying to do all things well in order to honor God. But I don't, it, this time, old Hulda, she just stuck out like a sore thumb. Like I was like, oh, smack. I think God's trying to, Trying to show me a little bit about Holder right now. So, um, I thought it was worth sharing. So, all right, party people. I pray that you all have a wonderful week. And as always, here is to spending the rest of the week all jacked up. <laughs>